Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water. Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We have Mark Ellis joining us once again. That's right, the comedian host on Rotten Tomatoes is back for more to talk some NFL football. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 369 coming out at you guys and so 368. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossing the Rock, Tosopolis, Nicholas Snacks, Kreider, and our good friend Mark Ellis, who's back last time we had him for March Madness. Now he has returned to talk some NFL football. It's a fun one. We get down to the nitty gritty, have some good laughs. Before we get into it, though, got to remind you guys that we are brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Place your money, win some bets, get a welcome bonus, the whole shebang, do it all. Futures, parlays, teases, anything you want, Bet Online has got it. Now, I'm not going to waste any more time dilly-dallying because this is, again, a great one. So, without further ado, the Charity Stripe presents Mark Ellis. Enjoy. All right, guys, you heard an hour introduction. We have another returning guest. Mark Ellis is joining the boys. Mark was with us for March Madness, given the bracket picks. Mark, who do you have winning March Madness again? That was a that was a minute ago. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we were all so young. Uh, who did I have? <laughs> you have a beard now and everything. In Mar- March Madness is just one of those things where I'm a massive college basketball fan. And then two weeks after the event happens. I forget all of my picks, usually because I'm upset and I ripped up my brackets mm-hmm. and I burned them in the backyard where they belong. They were my bracket was completely ashes. I'm not saying that it's y'all's fault, but I am saying that there are some ideas planted in my brain that might have started on this show. So, again, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, but I kind of am. No, I don't think take- any of us had Baylor, so <laughs> that's true. A lot of Baylor hot takes that day. There were a lot of Baylor hot takes. We also, don't worry, we accept full responsibility and everything. We just had George Niang on our show, and we told him when he lost in the first round as a junior, it was completely our fault because we had him going all the way. <laughs> he kind of took it well, but you could see like in his eyes, like maybe he wasn't too pleased. Like there was like that bit of superstition, like, damn, this motherfucker didn't pick pick Iowa State to win the whole thing. And I, w- I would have had a ring. <laughs> it's amazing uh, the power that your show wields. Y'all are like the, those old Buffalo Wild Wings commercials where you hit the button. And like yes. something Over happens time. on the playing surface that interrupts Sprinkler the game. That, comes that is this show. Yes, it is. It really is. And the first, our first season with the show was, and I think we may have told you this was Virginia. When Virginia mm-hmm. lost in the first round. And the whole year I'm like professing my love for Virginia. Uh, it's already started in the football season. I came on our first episode. These two ripped me. I was on about how the Chiefs, there's just no one that's going to be able to beat them. It's honestly unfair. I know it's not a sexy pick, but on paper, they're too good. Yet here we are. They've lost two games. Mahomes going into the year has not thrown a pick in September. He's now thrown three in his last two games. Mark, what are some of the biggest surprises for you so far in the NFL season? Yeah, the Chiefs is the one that stands out to me as well, just because you, you can't imagine that team being one and two. It's it, it's not the end of the world. And I think mm-hmm. anybody in Kansas City, they're not necessarily panicking yet. But you say, look, these are the kind of things that happen. I mean, especially you've been to the postseason the last two years. You've been to the Super Bowl the last two years. Yeah. And so is that is, is that hangover something that actually exists or is it something that they can rebound from? So I think they're going to be just fine. But my other surprise is in the same division because I knew the Raiders were going to be competitive, right? They were competitive last year and they Mm -hmm. snuck up on some people, but I did not know the Raiders had this DNA where they can take you to overtime and they have the poise to beat you twice, twice. And I was, I was actually, I was working in Las Vegas at Brad Garrett's comedy club in MGM that whole week by design. I really wanted to be in Vegas for the NFL kickoff week. Last show was Sunday. And then Monday night, my friend and I went to the game and I was in the fifth row of the black hole. Wow. 
my actual biggest surprise of the entire NFL season so far, y'all Raiders fans are nice. They were so warm and welcoming. And I mean, I had like a black shirt on. I was pulling for that team, but I told them, I'm like, look, I'm a Washington football team guy. And I, I got a lot of consolation hugs and they were the coolest, the, the coolest set of individuals. They're like 30 of my best friends now. I love that. I mean, they're all super excited to be there for the first time. That was the first time anyone's in that stadium. Mm -hmm. And the, the home field advantage is much more than I would have anticipated because it's Vegas and it's such sort of a transient kind of city where people are coming in. So you thought you would have a lot of like away team supporters, but the game that I went to the Ravens game and then watching them beat the Dolphins in overtime, there were a few Miami jerseys in the stands, but that was a very, very decisive home field advantage for the Raiders. And, and you like to see it because I'm a fan of Derek Carr, have been for a long time. And I just think that he's got some really exciting weapons right now. So the AFC West, I, I, I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. I still am not ready to give them the division just yet. They're in last. I was, I was yeah. telling these guys that the AFC West might be the most competitive division in football this season. It's up there for sure. It's, the, it's either of the West, honestly, the NFC West or the AFC West. I was, it's funny you say that. I was at, the, I was at SoFi uh, on Sunday for yeah. Bucks, for Bucks Rams. I'm a big break, as you can see, the Celtics behind. Huge Brady guy, first kid guy or girl is named Brady. And <laughs> as long as my wife permits, <laughs> whoever she may be, um, it was crazy to see. We're walking through. My dad goes to me after a while. He goes, have you seen more Cooper Cup jerseys? Because that was the jersey that was most abundant amongst Rams fans. It looked like or Tom Brady jerseys here. And I was like, honestly, I don't know. Because between the Patriots fans, the Bucks fans, the people with the sewed together jerseys of the half and half, like there was a lot of those. Like th there were so many Buccaneers fans in that game. And I know Los Angeles is a little bit different than Vegas because Vegas to me is more of a, if you're going to visit Vegas, it's a commitment. Like you're putting money down and money down in places you necessarily are a less, little less comfortable in putting money down. But Los Angeles has the more appeal of like, oh, it's a vacation hotspot. So I could get more people going there. But it was still crazy to see how many away fans were there at SoFi. And it's nice to see that the Raiders kind of had home field advantage in their first go around. The yeah, the Rams, the, the Ram, I'm, I'm excited to go to SoFi. I think my first SoFi experience is actually going to be the Rolling Stones in uh, later on this month. So I'm so pumped to see the Stones there. But I have some friends that do have season tickets. So I want to get to SoFi and just kind of feel out like what you were saying, because if, if the Rams are, are having a lot of away team fans, be at their games, it's got to be even worse for the Chargers. Right. And, and yeah. both, both those teams can play. But again, the Chargers are borrowing the Rams stadium. And so you just think, well, maybe it's not going to be quite that home field advantage that we thought it could be. Having said that, though, you could have two home teams playing in the Super Bowl this year because the Rams look really good and the Chargers look scary, too. Yeah, I was going to say that there's probably more Tom Brady fans out there than Chargers and Rams fans combined. <laughs> Honestly, there might be because the whole Los Angeles, they did a Norwegian buyback. Uh, if you don't, you know what that is, Mark? Have you ever seen The Goods with Jeremy Piven? I, my friend, <laughs> I think my friend Neil Brennan directed that movie, but I have not seen it. Sorry, Neil. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I would love to That's talk. Chappelle's to writer, right? Mm -hmm. If you yeah, ever a great comic too. Where if, if you ever if you ever get a chance to see Neil Brennan tell jokes, I saw him at the comedy store. He was great. Yeah, I would just love to meet him to tell him that was our one summer camp movie we had, like in summer camp. I don't know why it was just literally that movie. We watched it like three or four times a week. We were all able to quote it. And so the Norwegian buyback is you sell it to somebody, but then you buy it back for less. It's kind of what's going on. So I guess the Rams have a bit more of a foothold because they are Los Angeles team. But I, I, I mean, the more I see Herbert play, but the more I see the rest of the team play, like Mike Williams, we've been saying it the whole time. Like if he is healthy, he is going to be a top tier receiver and he is shot out of a cannon this season. Yeah. Both of those quarterbacks in LA are just so much fun to watch. And that's what this town wants. I mean, this town does have so many transplants. I'm from the East coast. I have a lot of Boston friends that live out here. And the key to that is if you're winning, if you're putting a good product on the field, then it is going to bring the fans in. And so I do anticipate that home field advantage increasing as the season goes on, because I think these are two dangerous squads and Justin Herbert and Matthew Stafford are both the kind of quarterbacks that I would pay to watch them practice. I, if I'm, if, if you, if you let me go to SoFi with your dad, which I would love to do, I'll take you up on that anytime. <laughs> I am going to get there. I'm going to be the first guy in the stadium because I love just getting a beer and watching them warm up because watching these two guys throw, that is a treat. That is something that you will tell your kids and your grandkids about. Mm -hmm. yeah that's what we did we were there early we saw brady and because like, we didn't know how the traffic would be i'm an east coast guy 
My dad's yep. a Jets fan, and he was like, you know what? I was at the metal, it was at MetLife the other day uh, for Jets Patriots, and he was like, it took me three hours to get out of the parking lot. We're getting, we're getting there early. I was like, all right, <laughs> whatever you want, man. I don't care. It's like it's still 10 a.m. our time. We have the whole day ahead of us. Um, but yeah, it was great to see Brady warm up, Stafford warm up. Uh, honestly, Donald out on the field, it, watching these guys up close in person. When he threw that, it wasn't a touchdown, but it was almost a touchdown to Cooper Cup, and he kind of mm-hmm. goes to the towards the corner, and he's like hits almost hits that first pile on. The time in which Stafford snapped the ball, stepped back, released, and hit Cup. If you had blinked or ch- went to check your phone or went down to grab your beer, you missed that play. It is so fast. Yeah. Stafford is is such a a treat to watch, and that team is it's very early, and I know it's very early. We are prisoners of the moment. We get so excited so early in the NFL season because let's be honest, we're talking about games now that are going to be ancient history by the time Thanksgiving comes around. Totally. But right now, that offense looks like another Rams offense that I remember watching in my youth that was led by Trent Green in the preseason for a game, and then Kurt Warner. I mean, they, he's just got so many outlets, so many weapons that's driving fantasy owners crazy because I have Robert Woods, and I was going against Cooper Cup yesterday, oh. and that didn't go out. You know, that, that, that didn't exactly play well in my favor this past Sunday, but he's just got he, – it's, it's an embarrassment of riches on offense, and if that D continues to play with Aaron Donald being Aaron Donald, I do not want to face them. I mean, you're talking to two of the biggest Cooper Cup fans in fantasy football right now. Toss and Josh both share him on their team. <laughs> Cup my chub. Yes, our team. We can't even take credit for that name. That wasn't us. That was like a given name. We 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 had interviewed Lisa Ann the day of our uh, day of our fantasy draft, and she was like, "That's the best fantasy team name I've heard." And we had picked Chub first, right, Toss? Yeah, had to have been Chub first. And then time came, and it was time to pick Cup. And Toss and I were going back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, dude, we got to, we don't have a choice. We got to take Cup. He's he's a too good, and B, we can't miss out on this name. You can't miss out on the name. Yeah, no. it, 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 Cup is just one of those guys where like you you think you always think that you can wait until the second or third round to steal him, and then somebody mm-hmm. else picks him right before you. He's that guy that he's. I've had him the last couple seasons, and I don't have him in either league this season. And uh, I miss you, Coop. Come home. Come home. <laughs> Make a trade. It's not going well so far for fantasy. I'm, I'm hoping my appearance on this show turns my fortunes around. Yeah, we're hoping so. I mean, so far, it, the, as long as you haven't caught the injury bug, it's like it's, that's the worst thing. If I'm going to lose, I'd rather lose by drafting. But if I'm going to lose because Dalvin cooks out and I just traded him, then that's OK. Who's who's your first pick in fantasy this year? So my my two fantasy teams, um, I my, my two quarterbacks, I'm very happy with. I got Josh Allen and and. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers in in my in my two leagues and I was tempted to take Saquon but I decided against it just because I don't trust I, I don't trust running backs as much as as much as we used to I, I don't think that we're seeing the days of LT I mean there's if, if you had a shot at Derrick Henry you want to take him but even he started out slow and then mm-hmm. he became Derrick Henry again but it's like I it's I, I don't necessarily I like taking wide receivers more often than not if I have the first pick and I was drafting later in both of mine in the, in the rounds and so I got Devonte Adams and um, uh, I think I actually got Devonte Adams in the first round with both of my both of my leagues and last night was just another or sorry this past Sunday was another example of how special that guy is and when him and Aaron Rodgers are in sync it's lights out yeah I mean I think that. Were you overreacting after that first game against the Saints? No, I, I, I was, I was more just surprised at how good the Saints looked. To be honest with you, I, I thought that the Packers, after all that offseason, I do think that that played into it somehow. But you also just have a bad day, and it's Week One, and so it's still Aaron Rodgers, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's still that offense. I, I still have questions about that team and how far they can go, but they look a little more solid. Every week is even the Lions game. They were losing at halftime to the Lions. But last night, I think, is just is one of those games where it's like, yeah, we we can still threaten anybody in the NFC. So you expect them to be there. And with the rest of their division, it's it's not NFC East bad, but the Vikings, I don't know what I'm getting with the Vikings every week. The Bears, I mean, that that performance. And I'm talking about coaching that performance the Bears put on by Matt Nagy this past Sunday. That was not good at all. I don't think he gave Justin Fields a chance to succeed, and the Lions are going to be scrappy. I think they're going to beat a lot of teams they shouldn't, but 
They're 0-3 for a reason. Nagy needs to be watching Scott Hansen on Sundays on Red Zone from now on. Yeah, I mean, he deserves a spot on the couch next to the, next to the four of us at this point. It's, the just make the pitches. argument. Somebody defend him and say what he was doing with Justin Fields, where they didn't really move the pocket for him at all. He, he can run. They didn't yeah. really give him a lot of options to do that. And that offensive line isn't good enough for him to just play the role of a drop back passer. It felt so weird to me. Why do they have Nick Foles? I, that I don't understand. Why is that guy on the roster? Why couldn't you have moved into the Jets or moved into yeah. another team that needs a backup quarterback? I don't understand why he's not there. Look, as good as I think Fields will be, he's blatantly not ready because Trevor Lawrence really isn't ready either. And nope. neither is Zach Wilson. The only one that's kind of been ready has been Mac Jones, but we saw on Sunday. No, now that's shaky. These guys aren't ready to play. You can't. It's, it is a same rules, different sport. Say that all the time. And the biggest that it was weird that Foles didn't get the nod because like we saw again, how many yards did the fields have less than 100? They had one yard per an attempt. It was like yeah. this, this was Jimmy. Jimmy Graham retweeted that thinking he wants out of there. It's like <laughs> it's, it's crazy. And, you know, I just I mean, I think the Niners are using Lance in some capacity, but even them like who have the utmost faith in him. And Jimmy G's nothing special because I don't think this Niners team is that unbelievable. I think them and the Seahawks are kind of disappointing to me so far. I'd love to hear your take on the NFC West with what the Cardinals can do. But I think starting a rookie QB from the jump is just a recipe for disaster, unless it's like the anomaly like Herbert. Like that was like lightning. And he technically didn't even start week one. I mean, he he didn't start at all. He he was Tyra Taylor was the quarterback week one. He came in week two. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you look at the landscape of the NFC West, I, I still think that the Niners are are the class of that division. But it is it's going to be fun to watch what the Cardinals can do, because three, and know, if, if you're an Arizona fan, three, and know, is th- that is that's a different language to you. you. You have not seen that since like the 40s. So I don't think they, they've opened three and since they were in Chicago like wow. 80 years ago. And so that's an impressive start. But it's the longest season we've ever had. And I think that it is going to even out by the end. The real concern to me in the NFC is the Seahawks. And in the AFC, it's the Steelers because both of those teams look like, Hey, we've trusted you to be competitive, to put a good product on the field for the home base for a long time. It's starting to look like the end of an era for both of those early in the season, but it's starting to feel that way. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We had, we produce a bunch of shows in the network. One show we produce is Ike Taylor's show with the Steelers. And then we produced now Pac-Man Jones's show with the Bengals. Nice. Yeah. Pac-Man is a trip. The, uh, <laughs> we had them both on today doing a show together. And one thing that Ike's been pushing, which is kind of crazy because obviously they were teammates, is Big Ben's end. And this is the point that he I'm made. for that. All for that. But this, the point that he made that I really loved is because he's not changing his ways. They're not running the ball like they used to. He's throwing 50 times a game, which is out of control. And he can't move. Can't move. And now you're behind the eight ball. So Lamar, Baker, they're, Baker's already on his new contract. So is Lamar. They've already mm-hmm. drafted Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, and he's getting healthy. So now you're two or three or four years behind them. You'll get the money back when you go to add that new kid and it'll free up some cap space. You could add pieces around him to help out. But at the same time, is all of a sudden you're behind the eight ball because of your unwillingness to change. Everyone knew towards the end of last year he was just not. You knew you weren't going to win the Super Bowl with him at the helm. Yeah, the he's not the same be. guy he used to be. I'm not ready to call him crumpled up Joe Namath on the bench for the Rams back in the day. But the Steelers fans have a right to be concerned about their future at that position because yeah. I don't think it's on their roster right now. I don't think it's Dwayne Haskins. I'm a Washington football team fan. I don't think it's Mason Rudolph. I, I think that they're going to have to find somebody through the draft. And, and I don't know who that is, is going to be. And I don't know when that happens, but it feels more and more. You watch this team week in and week out. It feels like this offseason is going to be a massive overhaul of what that offense looks like. And Mike Tomlin is a guy who I always trust. I, I think Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. And he is the by far the best coach press conferencer, maybe of all time. So I feel like he's got a plan and he doesn't need to reveal it to us. But Steelers fans, have a right to be concerned like what you said about all the other young talent that is in that division. Yeah. I mean, do y'all, do y'all think just from, just from watching that game, I'm, I'm here, by the way, my mic works. His mic was Mark, out. I don't, know, I don't know if you've been able to tell Mark, but I haven't said anything. Well, I tried to say something, but it didn't work because my mic wasn't working, but I'm here guys. I'm here to stay. Love ben Roethlisberger, 
Man, <laughs> love you guys. This is great, Alex. You're like you're like Trey Lance. You just come in for a couple plays, you know, and score a touchdown for the next 15 minutes. I do think that like the one thing you have to credit Shanahan for is it's really intentional how he's used, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what's working so well with them. Is he he comes in, he knows his role, he does his job, and then he gets off the field, and he's not. Not to say that any of these other guys are complaining because they want playing time, but. I, again, I just think comparison between Shanahan and Nagy, right? We're going to be talking about Shanahan for the next 20 years. In three years, we won't be talking about Matt Nagy. But uh, Roethlisberger, did y'all see that scramble he had for like three or four yards where he fell down? And I was like, oh my God, that guy just broke every bone in his body. I mean, it is tough watching him play. There was another clip too where I think he threw a screen and he like tripped over himself. Like no one was even near him. And then someone tweeted out, Ben Roethlisberger is as mobile as a tree. <laughs> I believe it. I do think he's gotten a, he's gotten an unfair shake though because he's so big. I think a lot of these other QBs have gotten protected by the new rules, but there are plays where guys fall on top of him and he doesn't get that same penalty that that other guys like Brady or Russell Wilson do. You think it's like a Shaq thing where it's like you're just so you're so big, but Ben also in, in historically in his career has has invited that contact. I mean, he's right. he's the guy who can survive that first hit and then run off a scramble or free himself up to by another couple seconds to get a throw down the field. And when you can't do that, it's a problem. I still think the Steelers can be competitive in the AFC North this year because I don't think anybody's going to run away with that division. But it, it again, if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm more concerned about what the next five years look like than this season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple teams like your football team, and I'd love to hear if you agree with me or not. If they had a real quarterback in place, nothing against Taylor, but he's just, come on. It's not a starting quarterback in the NFL week in and week out that can win you a championship. That defense has been a little disappointing to start. That is for dang certain. Yep. That, that defensive line that is so heralded and is supposed to be the top defensive line and carry them through the division has been suspect to start. That is, that is a thing I will die on that hill. But it just looks like it's going to be a race for Jimmy Garoppolo between the football team and the Steelers, because he'll probably be, if you're the Steelers, you have the defense to compete. Now, if you're the football team, you have the defense to compete now. And also you have some like tertiary pieces, like the weapons, like both teams have good young running backs. The the Steelers just took a first round running back, which at this day and age, you you better be able to win the Super Bowl If you're taking your running back in the first round. And even the chiefs who just did it, it already is looking like a mistake. Now I would love to see, you know, if they go after Jimmy G, because I think that's the only way they can do it is keep doubling down on the veteran quarterback because they've already missed the boat. There's no one in college. Is there, do you think there's anyone in college, Mark, that can really be the first overall pick or top QB taken? Because it's not looking like it. Well, first of all, why, why are you giving me Jimmy G? Why can't I have Aaron Rodgers? Well, why, why can't I just have him after this season? Because well, I, he, he's going to he's going to join the Eagles cover band, play the tambourine. That's why. <laughs> Look at the head. <laughs> Look at that. Or Jefferson airplane. Look at the hair, man. <laughs> I'll take Aaron Rodgers. I'll, I'll take uh, Jake from State Farm at this point. I, I'm not I'm, I'm not ditching Taylor Heineke just yet. But after that performance against Buffalo, you know, I'm watching it and, and I'm on a text chain with, with, with a bunch of my football team friends. And, and we're saying, like, look, it's you need these kind of games. And I'm happy that they happen early in the season where you just get all the mistakes out and you don't burn the game film, but you watch and you say, this is what you can't do going forward. So Taylor Heineke brings a lot to the table, but he's just making these mistakes that if you are, if your name is not Brett Favre, you're not going to be able to get away with that many mistakes. And he's just throwing, he's, he's, he's risking too much with his throws, but the kid does have moxie. I like his competitiveness. I like how he can rebound from a mistake. And Buffalo was just not a good experience. It was not a good game to watch. And our defense is what is really disappointing me because in my opinion, Jack Del Rio, our defensive coordinator, is just putting too much on those four first-round draft picks that are on our defensive line because we're not blitzing at all. And you're just making them, and, and they're just they're not able to get to the quarterback, and it's a huge issue because our secondary is the weak link of our defense, and they need that defense to get to the quarterback quicker so they don't have to cover as much. I'm also curious to know if potentially there might be too much, I wouldn't say confusion, but Rivera is a defensive-minded coach. He was a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator with the Chargers. He was a great defensive coordinator. And you got Jack Del Rio, who's a former head coach, now a defensive coordinator. I don't know. Maybe is it too many opinions going on? Maybe 
different styles of defense. It's just not meshing together. Say it how it is. Dicks on the dance floor. There are too, too many, many guys. The there are too many guys on the dance floor trying to call the D. I think it's a great point, Nick. And I also think it's ridiculous. Thank you for bringing up Jack Del Rio because I had this issue with Lovey Smith on the sideline for the Texans. It's like Lovey Smith puts on a beard and we all of a sudden forget who he. Oh, it's like a master of disguise type of thing. <laughs> like, why are we like recycling? Why are we recycling these guys? Like, what's the point? Yeah, you have and- Rivera. You get a young yeah. guy. Yeah, Del, Del Rio used to play linebacker for the Cowboys. I can't trust him in Washington. Come on. And, and Ron Rivera, Central. he's got a great history as a, as a defensive-minded coach, but he also played for the 85 Bears. So the guy knows a thing or two about defense. And it's I, I think that we, we have plenty of time to, to rebound to this season. Our next two games, we're at Atlanta, at New Orleans. So those are really going to be – that's how you're going to know that Mark is panicking. If we drop one of those games, then it's going to be like, okay, I – I feel like this is not going to be a repeat of last year where we all just, you know, race on across broken glass to get to the playoffs. And we ended up coming out on top. If we drop either one of these next two games, in my opinion, this could be Dallas's division. And I hate to say that. I I mean, I think, yeah, I think a little bit you're, I'm a Dallas side myself, Mark. And I think you were besmirching the Cowboys name from the jump there. I mean, (laughs) to me, this team looks far away better than any other team in the NFC East. And this is a, a little bit misleading because we're recording this right now on a Monday night and we haven't seen the Eagles and the Cowboys play yet. But I just think that what they've added to their defense, the, the real Achilles heel to this, to go back to the Washington football thing and Jack Del Rio and, and Rivera, it, because up front, that's where their best players are. The quick passing attacks from all the teams that have played them have eliminated what they're so good at. And then mm-hmm. with Heineke giving the ball away too much, you can't keep you can't keep the other teams off the field and the defense is just getting gassed. And that's where the, the secondary is getting exploited. I mean, I don't even think it necessarily has to do with scheme. I just think that like all the puzzle pieces, nothing's fitting right now for them. And it's just yeah. it's really hurting them. But they can't drop that game against the Falcons. That team is you cannot not drop the game against the Falcons. I was so happy to see the Falcons win this past Sunday just because it gave me a little bit of breathing room that they're not going to be super, you know, like no win desperate yeah. against us. But you're right. We we have to get more pressure on the quarterback. Josh Allen looked like he was flying cross country on a first class recliner bed flight. He he just never seemed flustered or panicked in the slightest and i will give your team that i hate so very much credit because they do look far and away like the best team in the nfc east right now offensively i don't know that they can be stopped by anybody that's in their division and you're talking about a giants defense that is scrappy you're talking about an eagles defense that is improved that looks improved so far this year and all of our studs i think dallas is going to be the team to beat as of right now yeah 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 that giants defense is underperforming just like the football team's defense is for Mm -hmm. sure I mean, they held the, I mean, okay. I was about to say they held the Falcons to like 17, but that Falcons team sucks. Like it actually, I've Matt Ryan. He might, I, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. He may need to take a step back for like a game and like, like see a sports psychologist. Cause he has not been the same since they have, they they haven't, he hasn't been the same since they lost 28 to three. He was the MVP that year. He's put up good numbers, but that team has been on such a downward spiral and everyone's really getting blame across the board. Him, not so much like, oh, it's the defense. Like, you know, it's like a lot of the personnel has been the same year in and same year out. It's like, you know, all of a sudden, like this guy is not a championship caliber quarterback, let alone a quarterback that can win you 10 games. He may not even win five games this year. Honestly, he gets shorter. Because every Dude, pass I'm... doinks off of a helmet now. And it's like, what, what happened? Did somebody take away five inches from your height? Like, it, because it, it reminds me of Donovan McNabb when he came to Washington, where he could give you a couple of good games, but then he'd also just throw this weird ground ball. And you're like, Do you, what, what happened? Yeah. We, we also have, we, no we, have we have this standard that's been set by Tom Brady. And now we all think that every quarterback should play until they're at least 40. And it's just not the case with some guys. Like yeah. Ryan is getting older. Obviously, Big Ben's getting older. I, I know that that's like the last thing to go for most guys, but it, it certainly seems like it's affecting him in some way. I know we weren't ready to admit it, but it just looks like it is. I'll tell you all game. Yeah, you, you bring up Tom Brady. I am just so slurping every piece of hype content this week for this game on Sunday night. This is going to be the highest rated NFL regular season game in history because it's Tom 
back at Foxborough, where he, again, you think this league isn't scripted, is going to break the all-time passing yardage mark by Drew Brees, who, oh, by the way, is now going to be on the field that day, too, with him on the sideline. So I love how they're building this up like Star Wars. This is like Kylo Ren coming back and like meeting Darth Vader. It is just, it's the coolest (laughs) thing. And I am so excited. I am turning my phone off. I just want to watch that game in its entirety, in peace. Me and the dog, Sunday night. So excited for this game. They're going to smack them. Yeah, and it's it's good that he's going to get, he's going to get to the yardage. He's going to break the record in the first quarter when it's still a game. Cause in the second quarter, it won't be a game. Like you're saying, Josh, they're going to break it open. It's going to be terrible. They're going to crush them. It's it's I well I, I was okay. The bills lose to the Steelers. I'm like, okay, this is a division. We lose on a fumble to the dolphins. Tua goes down. The jets might as well not even show up on Sundays. Like at this point, they are it, oh yeah. my God. like, <laughs> talk about pathetic. Like, like my dad, again, to bring up my father was at the, he's just at the jets game though. And he's like talking about how these fans are the like the scum of the earth? Like these are the lowest fans he's ever seen. Starting like the anti Joe Biden chance for no reason, like <laughs> throwing their masks in the air, like making everything political because they're down like God knows how much. Like fighting with each other. Like I saw, I did see a great fight between a Bucks fan and a Rams fan. Quick side note: I think you would like this, Mark. Uh, they were. I was in the bathroom. I'm leaving the stall. I'm leaving the urinal and going out the bathroom. And there's a Rams fan coming in. He's wearing a makeshift Bud Light hat, like made out of Bud Light, like a cardboard Bud Light box, like a cowboy hat. And he's chanting like, "Whose house? Rams house!" Like that's like what they chant there. Which honestly, good. I don't know if it's an old chant or not, but good on them because it seemed to just trickle down to the whole like, fan base, and everyone really knows what to do, which is great. And only the third game in SoFi. He's chanting and there's like a Bucks fan in there and the Bucks fan is like, nah, like getting in his face and he starts yelling at like whose house in the Bucks fans face and the Bucks fan like they get like nose to nose. And while he's yelling whose house, the Bucks fan starts yelling lamb chops back at him like lamb chops, lamb chops. And I was like, I like Googled like Bucks and lamb chops and it had nothing to do with each other. So they got two dudes in the bathroom, one screaming whose house, and the other one's screaming lamb it's chops. The Rams, because it's the Rams. Is that like, what it is? Like, baby Ram is a lamb. So that's that, what he's going with. It was just oh, a really that's a layered really, joke. It's yeah, a wow. really layered is joke. Is a lamb? Is a lamb a baby ram? I don't think so. I think it's a goat, dude. No, it's like, I think a lamb just stays a lamb. Yeah, or a lamb. Yeah, it's no, it's like no, me. No, no, no. A lamb is like a, a a baby sheep, right? Yeah. And a sheep, the male version of a sheep is a ram. I, I'm not like a, I don't Would even know. Would you eat the, ram on the show? Can we, can we have you eat ram on the show? Yeah, yeah. sure. I if I'm a Bucks fan, I have to. <laughs> yeah. If you're a Bucks fan, it was just the most bizarre fight I've ever been witness to in my entire life. Cause I couldn't for the love of me understand why this Bucks fan who was clearly inebriated was screaming lamb chops at the top of his lungs in another man's face. I like walked out of the bathroom. I was laughing so hard. It was great. I was uh, pleasantly surprised when, you, when the... I went to Allegiant stadium on Monday night that yeah. there, I didn't see any fights. It, it was great. Just such a, congenial spot and and there were some away there were some Ravens fans there but you know Raiders fans were you give them a little hard time good naturedly but they're also hugging it out and like that's right. what I love to see at at stadiums like that and again I'm in the black hole this is a place that in Oakland Howie Long didn't want his own kids sitting in the black hole and yeah it was just a great it was a great environment my favorite drunk fan fight that I've ever witnessed in my life me and a Please. bunch of my buddies went to the Rose Bowl to go uh tailgate literally all day we didn't have tickets we just wanted to go tailgate um, for Florida State Auburn, that national championship game. And yeah. the I've seen some pretty drunk Florida State fans in my life. I've never seen a fan base as drunk that early as Auburn and the Tigers. And so I saw a hammered Auburn fan and a hammered Florida State fan fight in a bathroom, and it was super slippery in there. I don't know what the wet substance all over the floor was, but <laughs> they immediately both slip and are down on the ground wrestling. Shirts are coming off. It's like a happy Gilmore situation, and oh, they're both pissed. soaked in whatever, again, the wet substance Ugh, is, so and gross. it was so funny. And the best part about it, we still had six hours before the game started. Oh. Covered in piss, covered in piss and spit and God knows and dirt. Just like that's the gross bath. There's nothing grosser than a bathroom floor of like a public bathroom. Like I would, I couldn't, I would rather roll in mud. Honestly, I I bet both of those guys made it. I bet they made it to the game. Oh yeah. Those guys always make different breed. They're a different breed. (laughs) That's like one of our bathroom. Bathroom fights are not like you see in the movies, kids. True lies. Great bathroom fight. Mission impossible. All time. Great bathroom fight between Cabell and Cruz. But 
th those bathrooms always looked nice and pristine. This mm. was this was not. This yeah. was an outhouse, and it went down. Ugh, what, you gross. you mentioned the um the old Rams with Kurt Warner. Have you seen the trailer for this uh, American Underdog with Zach Levy? What are your thoughts on that? I I, I got some feels from it. You know, I, I think that it's more like us hardcore football fans are like, wait, Zach Levi's playing Kurt Warner. How is this going to work? But yeah, I, I, I did think that it was a, it was a nice, touching, inspiring trailer. And so I'm kind of actually pumped to, to see the movie. I think there was only like one shot of him throwing the football. And so I'm interested to see how much of that we really get in there. Yeah, that's the, 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 that's the one barometer for all was, football movies is can your quarterback actually throw a football? Was he the guy who played Shazam? Yeah. <laughs> he so might he be too handsome to Kurt Warner. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Versatile. That, they made him kind of look like him in, in, in the trailer from what I saw. He looks enough like him. Where a little I'm like, bit. Okay. But if you see a pic of Zach Levi back when he was playing Chuck on TV, I'd say he looks a lot more like Trent Green than he does Kurt Warner. But maybe he's playing both characters. But that's I, a boring movie. Oh, wow. Now, what if he like Lindsay Lohan's this thing where he's like Trent Green? You know what I'm saying? First of all, I would. Here's a take I have that's been kind of thwarted. Was Lindsay Lohan robbed of an Oscar nomination, Mark, in your eyes for her work in Parent Trap? Is that an out of is that a crazy take? Um, I <laughs> prefer Lindsay Lohan in Freaky Friday. I think that that's the one it's that great one. she she, but Jamie Lee Curtis actually learned how to play guitar, I think, or I think they both actually learned how to play guitar just for that end scene where they didn't need to do it, but they both trained for like three months to learn how to play guitar. So I'm giving both Jamie Lee and Lindsay Oscars for Freaky Friday. Well, not enough people are talking about her transformative skills as an actor. That's for sure. If, if there's, she's playing two characters in Parent Trap, Josh is what you're referring to, Hallie and, oh, what's the other girl's name? I can't remember, yeah, but there. it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But yeah, that's impressive. And at such a young age, too, it, it's yeah. it's tough to deny how how uh, it was a highway robbery. Her, her, her life would have been a lot different if she got that Oscar nod. You never know. No, that thing. I, she's from my hometown that her parents are <laughs> dumpster fire from the jump. I could have told you that that they are they are they are a mixed bag, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> but speaking of sport, I mean, you are, Mark, you're a huge movie guy like well, we are. Sp speaking of yeah. sports dumpster fires, you're talking about how the Raiders fans. It was really nice and there's no fighting. That's why they're winning. Right. They're three and oh, when teams start to lose and start to play like shit. That's when you start seeing that happen. That's why you're seeing that the Jets game, Josh. And that's why we've seen that old Raiders team, that old black hole where they sucked for years and years and years and all they do is fight because they have all this frustration so hopefully the Raiders can stay good so we can keep it safe there mm -hmm. yeah I mean that'd be that is a great point honestly we'll see how the Longhorns do for the remainder of the season because if we lose to TCU I might just be going to that OU game looking to brawl who no matter yeah. who, who no matter who it is but so far so good in the past two weeks um but sports movies Mark you're a huge movie guy what would you say is the best football sports movie of all time? Or give us your top three. Best football sports movie of all time. If I'm going any level of football, the one that I get the most out of historically has been Rudy. But I'm going to go with Remember the Titans, yeah. too. Because Remember the Titans is a little low on the tomato meter for my, for my liking. I do a podcast called Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong, where... We debate whether the tomato meter is is right. And again, the tomato meter is just a scoreboard. It's a it's, a, you know, an amalgam of what every critic was saying about it into a percentage. And so 73 percent. It's a little low for the Titans for me. Rudy is certified fresh at 78 percent. Heaven Can Wait is another one that's from back in the day that is 88 percent fresh, I believe. So Heaven Can Wait is one. If you all haven't seen that, I recommend checking it out. It's fun to see Warren Beatty in his prime. He plays an L.A. Rams quarterback who dies in an auto accident, but then he has to fight his way back onto the field when it, it comes out. It wasn't his time to go yet. And so he comes back into somebody else's body and he still is trying to get back into the league. It's a, it, it's a fun kind of zany romp 1940s throwback. I can see that getting remade for sure. <laughs> I think it was a remake originally and, and it totally could be remade again. Here's another one. Here's a dark horse. It's 31% rod and it's not a great movie, but it's called the best of times. And it stars Kurt Russell and Robin Williams. Kurt
Kurt Russell was the good-looking high school quarterback. Robin Williams was the kind of nerdy wide receiver. They lost their high school championship game to the rival town because Robin Williams dropped a pass in high school. So now it's 20 years later, and their lives have gone in different directions, and somehow they figure out a way to replay the game. So they get all the, the players from both teams back together, and they have the fans come out and – you'll have to watch the movie to see what happens, but it's not a great movie. It's great to see Kurt Russell and Robin Williams as really starting their careers in Hollywood. Wow. Robin Williams in a sports movie. Yeah. That, yeah he pulls I, off the wide receiver too. He can, does he? In, in the eighties, Robin Williams could run watch good morning Vietnam. There's a chase scene in yes. that. He is fast, man. Robin Williams had wheels. Well, he was, a, he, looked, he was a way, he was way more athletic when he was first starting out as a comedian. He was way more slight than he obviously grew up to be. Mm-hmm. You, you actually have to. It's a requirement if you want to be a big actor in Hollywood, start in some sort of sports movie when you're young. I mean, you look at Ryan Gosling, right? He was there. You've got Vince Vaughn. You're talking about Rudy. He's there too. Like you can name it. There all these Tom Channing Hanks, Tatum, Tom Hanks running back kicks for Alabama. Like how many of these guys started on sports teams? It's huge. It's That's how pinnacle. you do it. I think yeah, we Woody Harrelson and uh and, and Wesley Snipes were in Wildcats together, I think. And Tom really? Cruise was in was in a uh, sports movie when he was his first starting out. So there's, you know, it's it, it's a great point to bring up. I'm so glad your mic works. <laughs> the uh, I, mean, that, I, just, baby. I just did an extra uh spot for All American on CW, so I think my time's coming. Yeah. Look at this. Nick, you're due. <laughs> You're due. due. And he's doing another one. And he last time he was the guy. What were you? The guy during the national anthem? And and I was like, yeah, it was like taking a knee during the national anthem. And uh, and I was like the team captain on the opposing team. And I took a knee. Really powerful moment. But uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited about time. this. It, it was, was great. Just, just if you need somebody to clean your pool when you get that second mansion, just don't forget the name Mark Ellis. OK, I got you. <laughs> I can't believe remember the Titans has scored so low on Rotten Tomatoes. What a highway robbery is that? Do you think that has anything to do with the fact, and this this could be a stupid take, but anything to do with the fact that it was produced by Disney and people kind of think maybe the Disney-style movies don't really hold up you know, to adult standards? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's changed over the years, but early on, Disney movies were kind of cheesy. I think sometimes it's just what the appetite of of the of the nation and and of the world is with with critics sometimes, because you also have it is a very sentimental, borderline sappy story that we're telling. But I I don't find the movie predictable. I mean, the overarching themes, yeah, you you hope and you assume everybody's going to come together at some point. But there is a scene in that movie I still don't like watching. And about halfway through that 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 accident, I hate Gary gets hit. I know it's coming. The first time I saw it, I had no idea. And. It, it just shocked me. And yeah. so the reason why I love Remember the Titans so much, though, is that that moment when they're they're starting to realize that we're all in this together and we're still at that training camp sort of place that they drove out to the middle of nowhere. And Denzel wakes them all up at like 4 a.m. and makes them all go for a jog and they end up at Gettysburg. That's love a that. pretty powerful moment. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I don't have any tattoos, but since we've started the podcast, the running one of the running jokes is, that I'm going to get a tattoo of the last play they run to win the game. The X's and O's of like the fake 23 blast of the backside George reverse on my leg. On your leg? That'd be pretty sweet. But then you could also just do the, 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 the upper like clavicle tattoo that says lamb chops. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, and then I can have on the back of my neck whose house just to represent both sides of that <laughs> fight. <laughs> and since we've been recording, I I've, uh, did a quick Google search. Um, Rams are male sheep. So a lamb is a baby sheep. So ram lamb. There you yeah, go. No, yeah. Alex, Alex had it. That's great. Yeah, I, I've never, I don't even know if I've stepped foot on a farm before, but somehow this little orb that I've got right here in the shape of, Hey Arnold's head, not really, but they used to good, good sports reference right there. Hey Arnold move it. Football head is what they used to say to him when they were going down the street. So it's gotcha. all connected. Every, okay. But here's the connected. question. Okay. So it's a flock of sheep. Is it a flock of rams? It'd have to be something more powerful than a flock. I feel like a flock is more like, hey, we're just kind of hanging out, waiting to be shaved down for our fur. I feel like like Couldn't like crows it, be a, it can be a best. herd, a herd of rams as well, which sounds mm-hmm. a little cooler. I like the herd of rams. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a herd of rams. A murder of crows is awesome. A school of fish is it's it's different. Gaggle. I'm a big I'm a big gaggle guy. 
Um, I I feel like murder is still the coolest grouping that you could possibly have in the animal kingdom. Murder of crows. I've never heard that and before. Group of people. But that's awesome. Do they not use they? I feel like they should have used that in a Game of Thrones. Seems like a missed opportunity, right there. Yeah, they but, went Ravens. They they went yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they went Lamar Jackson. Uh, Super Bowl. That would have ruined the whole show. I would have loved to have seen that. Just one random episode where they say send a Raven and Lamar Jackson shows up. Ruined the whole show. The whole show was ruined. The whole show was ruined already. They'd, oh, come on, it'd be fun. We we all laugh it off. They had right, Cindergard in the they had Cindergard on the show. Yeah. He was yeah, in there. He could, yeah. He Ed Sheeran was there too, right? Ed Sheeran did a song. Yeah. yeah. At that point, I knew the ending of that show was going to stink. Once Ed Sheeran did like a, <laughs> he had like a small like LP on the show. I, I think like, Joey Bosa was in it too, right? Yeah. He started letting these NFL guys in it. Like it's just like some kind of free for all. I'm like, no, this is, this is the fight for the kingdom. And they kind of, it was just a huge letdown across the board. Is Ben Roethlisberger on season eight of Game of Thrones in his career? Yeah. He's, he, he's he's on after the thrones with those two schmucks who ruined this whole thing like at the end trying to justify that after we all i mean i was pretty much out on that they had that one bright moment where the aria kills the night king that was that, that was, was episode swag. two yeah and after that it was just downhill my whole just, my they whole, matt nagged it they mishandled it completely thank you it's a great point they totally matt nagged the situation like brand winning the throne was the I almost broke the TV. Um, I almost speaking of almost breaking the TV. Super Bowl. If the Ravens win the Super Bowl, I'm going to break my TV, but I don't think that'll be the case. I hate the Ravens so much. Who do you got in the Super Bowl? Gut check through three weeks. I'm putting it. It's so weird to say this because prior to last year, we had never had a home team play in their home stadium for a Super Bowl. And then the year yeah. we get it, there's no fan or there's, there's limited fans. Tampa Bay did that last year at Raymond James. I think we're going to see that history repeat itself. And I think wow. it is going to be the Rams of Los Angeles. The lamb chops of Los Angeles are going to be taking on my team from the AFC. It is just so hard to not take the chiefs, even through two games or three games, even from what we've seen, I'm still going to say that it is going to be the Rams and the chiefs. I think that all the chiefs have to do is get into the tournament and then you know like the browns look good but are we going to trust any team against patrick mahomes in the playoffs given what we've seen the last two postseasons from him where you can have him on the ropes 24 to nothing and he's just like all right i feel like playing now it's yeah. chiefs chiefs and rams is is my, is my post week three prediction yeah i mean you see the teams that beat the Chiefs these last couple of weeks, right? You had the Ravens, and then now you have the Chargers back-to-back weeks. And those teams really only beat the Chiefs because they opted not to give Mahomes the ball back with time left, right? Exactly. They went for it on fourth down. If you make one stop, Mahomes gets the ball back, maybe ties it up, maybe wins the game. You never know. There's, there's never not enough time for him, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my friends watching the game, and there's like 30 seconds left. He's got one timeout to score a touchdown. I'm thinking to myself, is that enough time for Mahomes. He could, he still do it. And he had a couple of throws that made it look like he could have got it. I mean, one of his guys dropped a pass downfield that maybe could have put them in range to, to go for it a couple of times, but you know, the ballsy decision by Staley to go from fourth and nine instead of kick it. And the ballsy decision by, by Harbaugh and Lamar to uh, go from fourth and two, same thing. So I think these games, you know, they're, they're they show that the Ravens and Chargers are both good teams, but I would not discredit the chiefs in those games at all. Yeah, Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers proving again this past Sunday that you, you cannot leave those guys any time. And be, because, again, the 49ers score with under a minute to play and the crowd goes crazy because now they have the lead. But you can even tell in the crowd they were going 85% crazy because they're looking at that clock and they're saying, I know it's only 37 seconds. It's Aaron Rodgers. And oh, yeah. once again, why he is that guy. If they don't have, if you have more than 30 seconds with week one, Cowboys, Bucks, week one. We were watching the Cowboys take the lead. I'm watching. We're, we're watching with Toss. We're all cow, All the Cowboys fans are there. We're watching. No, everyone was excited. Like you're winning the game, but it's one of those situations where it's like you got a minute ten left. Brady, time even out. we even we knew as excited as we're we were like, that Greg Zerloin hit that kick. We were like, we still know we're gonna lose. Like yeah, Suckup's gonna hit this field goal because Brady's gonna get him there because it's just what he does. Yeah, 
brutal name too. Uh, all right. We got chiefs. We got Rams. <laughs> it's just not a good name. Chiefs Rams. We got Mark Ellis. Mark, thank you so much for joining us as always. We'll have to run it back after the Super Bowl and for March madness. Again, we'll remember the chiefs and the Rams. We'll know how you did there. Um, I think, I think, I think those are great picks. So then March madness will be a lot of fun. Where can they find you, man? Uh, you can follow me on social media at Mark Ellis Live. And like I said, the the podcast, which uh, me and my co-host Jacqueline Coley, we're just having a blast doing this because you go back and you look at all these movies that are either great or misrepresented maybe on the tomato meter. And so we get to argue both ways with that. We just had Chance the Rapper on the show and him and wow. I got to kick around Hot Rod. He's a huge Hot Rod fan starring Andy Samberg. I'd never seen it before. Go listen to the episode. It's a lot of fun. And if you fellas have not seen Hot Rod yet, I think it's up your alley. Hot? You haven't seen Hot Rod? Not until two weeks ago when when I watched it the night before we did the taping. And I, I'll just tell you, I, I'm like a spoof, you know, kind of zany comedy kind of guy. Yeah, I was laughing. I was in tears after the opening sequence that that first stunt goes wrong. And I'm just like, this is my kind of movie. Danny McBride and Bill Hader chipping in. It's just so funny. Old dude. Yeah. McBride, McBride spirit, is one spirit of the, of the bottlenose dolphin. Spirit of the Bottlenose Dolphin. Yeah. That's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> if you ever need, if you ever need a side piece on your show, like someone, hey, we need a quote guy. Toss is, I'll, I'll, I'll go to bat for my boy Toss because he is the quote king. That is, that is an absolute fact. There has been yet to be a movie that's been mentioned in my presence that he hasn't been able to quote in some capacity. Well, all right, let's let's Mark, uh, Mark. let's let's get you in the movie trivia schmodown neighborhood. Uh, I also Quick. host that show, and so I think uh, I think you might have a future in the league, son. Hey, if only, oh, if only, I'll be there. You call my number, I'll be there for you, coach. Just make sure your mic works. <laughs> it won't happen again. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Ellis, thank you so much for joining us, man. I uh, appreciate you, fellas. Let's speak soon. Yeah pump mark was able to join great having him back we'll have him back again for march madness make it a tradition um fans out there thanks for joining us drag both feet and bounce swing on a full count rip that puck hit that putt hit your pks because they free and your free throws why guys because they are free we out you we love you Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.